My sisters and brothers, the Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you. The Spirit drove Jesus out into the desert, and he remained in the desert for 40 days, tempted by Satan. He was among wild beasts, and the angels ministered to him. After John had been arrested, Jesus came to Galilee proclaiming the gospel of God. This is the time of fulfillment. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. The gospel of the Lord. Praise you, Lord Jesus Christ. As we sang in our opening hymn, there's an identification for the season of Lent, between our engagement in this 40-day preparation for the great Paschal mystery of Easter and Jesus's preparation to begin his public ministry, that of announcing that the time of fulfillment is here, the kingdom of God is at hand. We say that we, during Lent, we go into the desert with him, where we fast and we pray. We try to overcome the temptations and distractions that take us away from really hearing the word of God and living them. Mark's account that we just heard of Jesus in the desert is very short, very stark, very sparse on details. Unlike the versions that Matthew and Luke give us, where they go into a lot of rich detail and this conversation between Jesus and Satan arguing over the meaning of the scriptures and Satan trying to take Jesus, distract Jesus from his identification with us as fully human and just be God. A temptation that Jesus successfully resists, but nonetheless had to address and encounter. But Mark's account with its, with its sparseness and its starkness leaves ample room for our imagination. And if, in fact, Lent is about joining Jesus in the desert, perhaps the sparse details of this account might give us a clue of how we might go about that. Just a little bit of a different way than we might be used to. So the details are these. The Spirit drove Jesus out into the desert. He was there for 40 days, tempted by Satan, among the wild beasts, and ministered to by angels. That doesn't necessarily tell us a whole lot, but it does possibly evoke images and imaginations and ways we might connect with Jesus. So for example, many of us are maybe used to doing Lent, giving something up, engaging in practices that we choose, that we make ours. And we're more or less successful at that. But somehow we think we have to make our Lent. We have to do our Lent. We have to do, we have to decide what we're going to do differently to make the season valuable and useful. But Jesus didn't decide to go into the desert. He followed the Spirit's lead, but it was the Spirit who drove Jesus into the desert. What if in addition to anything else we're thinking about for Lent, we added that dimension? paying attention, of even asking 
for the spirit to lead us through this Lent, for the spirit to show us where we need to go to experience clarity and purification and connection with, with the God who has created us. The spirit drove Jesus into the desert, a very inhospitable place, an unpleasant place. Perhaps there are unpleasant places and maybe unpleasant people in our lives that the Spirit is driving us to during the season of Lent. Places we would ordinary, ordinarily avoid, maybe people we have written off. But perhaps if we listen, and only if we hear the Spirit's prompting, perhaps this Lent we might be being driven towards a place or a person we have decided to avoid because of how unpleasant it is. He was there for 40 days, and we're in this for 40 days. He was tempted by Satan. And Mark gives us no details about what Satan was tempting him to. We, I think, are kind of of the mindset that temptations are really bad things. They should be avoided. Temptations are going to really lead us astray if we give them too much sway or give them too much attention. But Jesus was tempted by Satan, and he didn't avoid it. He didn't try to get out of it. He engaged whatever Satan was tempting him in and allowed it to reveal more and more and more about what his mission was and how he was called to carry out this mission of saving us that his father had given. So perhaps rather than trying to avoid or conquer or resist temptations this length. We listen to them. And I don't mean indulge them. I mean, listen to them. How are we distracted from who we are called to be and what we are called to do as a baptized disciple of Jesus? How is Satan just distracting us enough or putting enough of an obstacle in our path? If we can notice it and recognize it, we might have a far better chance of actually engaging it in a way that it moves us towards Christ rather than away from Christ. Temptations will reveal an awful lot about ourselves. We each get our own particular sets of temptations. What if this Lent we paid attention to what they are so that we really do know ourselves better? and can not be as distracted from our following of Christ. And then there's this very strange statement that it says that Jesus was among the wild beasts. That doesn't sound like a good thing, but he was among them. He wasn't trying to avoid them. He wasn't trying to fight with them. He was simply there among them possibly in danger, but he was there. Although I'm not certainly not suggesting that we should go out into the woods and be among the wild beasts. But our lives are filled with wild beasts. And maybe, unlike Jesus, we do try to fight with them. Or we do try to run away from them. Or we do try to tame them unsuccessfully. But notice perhaps this length who the wild beasts are in your life, where they are, 
and whether you're trying to engage them in a battle that you're going to lose or simply allow them to be among you, allow yourself to be among them. And from there, listen more carefully to how you are being led by the spirit. And finally, this account of Jesus's temptations in the desert tell us that while he's being tempted by Satan and among the wild beasts, angels were ministering to him. Perhaps that we are also called to do during Lent. To notice more with more attention and more awareness how we are being taken care of by angels, by grace, by blessings. In the midst of how hard life might be, where are the angels coming to make it a little bit easier for us? And are we allowing them to minister to us, to care for us as we need to be cared for? We're being tempted by Satan. Are we also allowing ourselves to be protected by angels, cared for by angels, blessed by angels? God's goodness shows up even in the midst of the very dark places. The first reading we hear of the rainbow after the great flood. So in the midst of being tempted, surrounded by wild beasts, and you also see and know and feel the care of angels protecting you in God's name, reminding you that you are God's beloved child in whom God is always well pleased.